Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Well, we're in the, the closing sentences, really, of, of our journey through the book of Hebrews, Colin. And I suppose what we're reading, what we're talking about is, is how we should be living today. And of course, the the people to whom the writer was was writing were in a very, very difficult situation. The church was in a time of acute persecution. People were being martyred. People were being imprisoned and tortured for their faith. But we see these wonderful, wonderful promises um, and principles coming out in God's word. And... um, you know, the writer is saying, look, you persevere in faith, don't give up, don't yield to any temptation to to lose your great inheritance because you deny the Lord. But um, at the same time, uh, because you belong to the kingdom, live by the principles of the kingdom. And so he says in verse 4, marriage should be honored by all. You know, just because uh, you have got this heavenly hope uh, this wonderful inheritance awaiting you. Don't think that it doesn't matter how you live now. It does matter. So marriage should be um, honored and the marriage bed kept pure. And then there is this statement, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Now, let, let me just say this. God is the judge. Who does he refer to as the sexually immoral? Anybody who in his eyes is sexually immoral. This has got nothing to do with political correctness. This is what God views, how God sees people. And God looks upon the heart. God knows those who offend what he desires as far as the sexual um, outworking of people's lives. It's non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable. It's not for man to change what God says. It's not for us to live in judgment upon anyone because we cannot know the hearts of any particular person or individual. But, you know, here is a statement of truth. God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. So keep your lives free from love of money, Um, because the scripture also says that, you know, that... um, The love of money is the root of all evil. Not money, but the love of money. When you live for money, it will give birth to all kinds of evil. So be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? And you see, these are great and wonderful promises, aren't they, that God has given, uh, that he will never leave us or forsake us, that the Lord is our helper, no matter what the situation, we can say this with confidence, the writer says, 
I will not be afraid. What can man do to me if, if I'm on God's side? Because, yes, man could kill me, but man cannot take my eternal inheritance away. If someone kills me, that would just release me into my eternal inheritance. No man can steal what God has chosen to give. You see, this, this is the way these guys were thinking. And actually, this is the way we need to think, you know, that it doesn't matter what abuse we suffer, what people call us, what names we, we, we have, and what persecution we have to endure, because nobody can take away the life that God has given us, the inheritance that he has promised us. Uh, he is our helper. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. And how how those words must have really been such an encouragement to those that stood in uh, danger of losing their lives simply for maintaining their faith in Jesus. Do you think it's interesting that he said, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have? That must be a word for us in our society today. Contentment. Uh, yeah, yes, it has. I mean, uh, I think there's many ways in which we can understand that. Um, it, it, it's not saying, you know, don't try to better yourself, uh, because I believe God wants us to prosper in the right way in our lives so that we can have much more to give away to others, to, to uh, use for the work of his kingdom, and so on. Um, but... Uh, that is because we want to create wealth for the kingdom, not because we're discontented, not because we simply want a better lifestyle, but because we realize that as those who belong to the kingdom, we live for the kingdom. And if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, everything else will be added to us. And we come to two very, very important verses. I think everybody knows verse 8 pretty well, if, if you've been a Christian for any time. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But it's important for us to see the context in which that statement is made. And in verse 7, we have what I believe is the nearest that the New Testament comes to a definition of spiritual leadership. Remember your leaders. Now, there's a threefold definition here. Who spoke the word of God to you? They have the responsibility of speaking the word of God. Now, that means they have to be men and women of the word, not of their own ideas, not men pleasers, not who lead people according to what they consider to be reason, but they're men and women of the word. They bring you the word, the word that sets you free, the truth that sets you free. They, they, they speak the word in love. They bring revelation of the truth of what God has said. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away, said Jesus. So they speak the word of God. And of course, they have the responsibility if they lead a church to speak that which God is saying to that congregation at that particular time. Uh, when uh, a preacher stands up to preach on a Sunday morning, for example, he needs to bring the word of God, not a word, but the word that God is wanting him as his mouthpiece to speak to his people in that place at that time. Then secondly, 
the second part of this definition of leadership, consider the outcome of their way of life. In other words, if they are true spiritual leaders, they don't just speak what is good and right, they demonstrate it by the way in which they live. You can see how to outlive what they're preaching, what they're telling you, by the very way in which they're living. In other words, they're giving the the um, example, the demonstration of the outworking of God's word of truth. And then the third part, and imitate their faith. Um, we've heard a lot about faith in the last couple of weeks in this latter part of, of the letter to Hebrews. And so leaders are those that give the demonstration of faith. You look at their lives, you look at their ministries, you look at the principles by which they live, and you can see that they not only believe that without faith it is impossible to please God, but they are seeking to be the men, the women of faith that will really give a demonstration, an example of faith to others so that they can see how to put faith into action in their own lives. And then he says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, yes. today, and forever. So these leaders are demonstrating by their lifestyle, not only by what they preach, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, forever. Because he is alive forevermore, he does the same things today as he did when he was on earth, and even more so, because instead of doing them just in one place at one time, he can do them in any place at any time now, all over the world. And, of course, Jesus promised that any who have faith in me, anyone, not just leaders, but anyone, will do the same things as I have been doing, and greatest things still will they do, because I go to the Father. So, uh, you know, it is for all of us, in our relationship with our neighbors, in the way in which we can pray for those around us at work or school, college, uh, the way in which we relate to our friends, we can demonstrate the life and the love, but also the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. That yes, we can love with the same love with which he loved us, that's what the scripture says, uh, but we can also believe God to release his supernatural power when we speak and act in his name. So the message doesn't change? The message doesn't change because Jesus doesn't change. The word of God is eternal. The word doesn't change. God's um, estimate of what is right doesn't change and what is wrong doesn't change. Uh, these things are irrefutable. They are unchanging. And therefore, it is for man to come in line with God, what he says, with his word, with his desires, with his purposes. It is not for God to change and adapt to fit in with our modern lifestyle and notions. He will never do that. But what we discover is that the word of God, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, is as relevant today as on the day that Jesus first proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom of God. And the words that he proclaimed are just as true today. The principles that this writer to the Hebrews gives us are just as true today. And they will work in our lives as we put them into effect. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 